some some sleep. Uh, but again, I have something that, unfortunately, I learned my brain um, after you know this this whole uh, recovery and then the medicine that I was given. That I started to wake up very early, and then my brain encoded that information, and I am better than the Swiss watch. Two forty-five. Wow! Seriously, and it's like two seconds, and then bam, it's over. Goodbye, sleep. <laughs> so, like you, wide uh, wide awake, and you cannot sleep after that. Uh, I can, I can, but then I go to sleep for forty-five minutes. I wake up forty-five minutes, and I wake up, and then sometimes after two, three times, I'm like, you know, I'll just get the coffee and you know start the day. And it's good, you've got a lot of time to do things, but you are not at your full performance, your full energy. Yeah. So it's like running on exhaustion. You can get used to it, but your brain works slower. You know, I realize that normally I'm just like, bam, okay, that's the decision. And sometimes recently I'm sitting and staring at the screen for 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, should I do this or that? And then I'm like, just make the decision, man. But it's because of, of the situation. So I hope that soon, you know, it will be over. Yeah, because the engine is not working at full speed, at full capacity. It's, uh, we, are, yeah. we are, in a lot of ways, we are a machine. It's a really well-built machine, but we are a machine. And, and you were mentioning that, and I remember, I mean, to see some posts on LinkedIn, and there's a lot of books about this, but like one of the recipes to ensure high productivity and focus is a good night's sleep and ensure mm -hmm. that yes. the person has a good routine and uh, because uh, like you said because then the brain will be really optimized to drive performance and to be fresh yeah it's important i think that you know between six to eight hours everything that is less than six hours is you can go to five but it's like you know you need to be very careful later on but six hours six to eight hours after more than more than eight hours uh, I think the longer you sleep, the more tired you are later on. Mm. So if you will train your body and the six hours is like, it's a six hours of sleep. You don't, you don't wake up. And there is this really nice app on the iPhone. Uh, I think it's like built in functionality with the, with the watch. I think the Android and other phones that they, they might have the same or they might have the apps for this where you said that uh, you want to sleep for six hours and you want to start the sleeping pattern at midnight and then wake up at six o'clock and then half an hour or like an hour before it's a wind, wind down time so the app will remind you get ready for sleep so you go to sleep and then if you are having a wearable like a watch it will be measuring how often you wake up and it records everything and then you see if you have perfect sleep or if it's crappy sleep you know, need to improve something my sleep, unfortunately, is every 45 minutes I'm waking up. Every 45 minutes or an hour. So even like if I will force myself, you know, like really, really, I want to sleep, then still it's just like bam, bam. But I think also it's because if you have a lot of things on your mind, then probably you need to use some meditation techniques or something else to, to quiet your before the sleep. And the worst thing that I'm still doing it, and I know we shouldn't, is never half an hour before the sleep use the electronic device don't check emails don't plan because what's happening in your brain if you start doing something and then you will cut it through and you stop it 
and you go to sleep. Your brain is still processing this. You wake up and you start from exactly that thing. But if you think about something positive, relax, and all the stuff about palm trees, sun, or something that is, you know, very, very enjoyable and not work-related, then when you wake up, there is this continuity. So you have completely different start. Uh, and also a very interesting thing that it's, it's worth to mention, that seriously, this, this, this will work for you. This will work for, for, for everyone who will be listening to this. Uh, I, I forgot I forgot that person that was on TikTok, but he said, uh, I will check it quickly in the meeting. Uh, he said something very, very uh, interesting about the zone, but it's not even about the comfort zone. Mm. Is this is the place of how we feel if we have positive emotions or if we have negative emotions. And the life will start to change when you wake up and you are starting from being in the positive zone. So you train yourself, you train your brain to start the day with positive thinking. So you can think about something good. You can be joyful about something. You can be happy about something. So automatically your mind, if it's switching off and going somewhere like, oh man, I have this problem. I need to solve this. Or I, I forgot about doing this. No, no, no. This is, you're going to the level of, of fear uh, and other limiting beliefs and, and thoughts. And you are just like, okay, you know, I can live it. I will sort this out. The day is just starting. So you're starting with this positive uh, positive zone. And then going forward over the time, it's like a foundation for creating the life that we want. And then other things, uh, family related, business related, will start to follow and fall into place. Uh, it's like the law of attraction and mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a law. It's like we cannot change it. We cannot change it. And then the brain, after a while, it will learn that this is the way how it is. I wake up and I'm excited. A few times I woke up and I was really miserable, like tired. I didn't really feel what I wanted to do, even that it was important. Uh, and other, other things that you're like, oh, I, this day will be crap. You know, I don't even want to go for this day. But then automatically I'll say, you know, I have a headache. I feel really bad. But I'll put these headphones and I'll put the music. So I really like this like electronic house, positive, melodic house, uh, and where it's sunny music, summer type music. So from Ibiza, for example. Uh, and then I put the I put the headphones, and after a few minutes, you know, I what happened, it's not even about that I was listening to the music, but what happened where I was. I completely forgot where I was in that negative zone and I completely visualize the things that I would like to achieve in the future. And I was seeing them like they're happening and while they were happening, I could hear the music in the background. And I saw the stage when I'm presenting and showing, you know, the, for example, the software and the people are like, wow, it's amazing. And, and then it was just like a dream, like visualization, you know, but then it gives you it gives you this not even momentum, but this, this uh, cleansing of this negative thinking.
and this was very, very positive. So sometimes uh, I'm starting the day with just putting the music uh, or uh, what you shouldn't do. Uh, you can start the day by opening the laptop and checking what's there to do. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. It became, it's, been, it's, been, it's been sick, I need to say, because I trained myself that the first thing that I do, I open my laptop, I check if there are any emails and any messages, because if I will sort this out straight away, then I can focus on other things. Then it's good to track what's happening around the world. So you will check the news. So I'm usually checking the news from UK, Spain, and Poland, and the world news. And then after an hour, you're like, wow, it's been already an hour. It's time for a breakfast. <laughs> so you go, you eat the breakfast, you do all those things, but your mind is still like emails. What was there? Okay, do I need to reply to any of those emails? Blah, blah, blah. I created something like the action folder. So. If you get a lot of emails and sometimes you need to have a follow-up or you need to do some action. So everything that um, needs an action, I'm moving this to this folder in Outlook. And then later on, there's a specific time that I go and I check, okay, what are the emails that I need to reply? I need to check something, I need to calculate something and so on and so on. So this also simplifies things, but I don't think that starting a day with a mobile device, or a laptop, it's a good start, but it's a habit. And this is the worst thing. Like if you learn yourself, then you do it and then you're like, wow, oh, what are you doing? And, but you're realizing this after like 15 minutes. So sometimes it's too late. So, so let's make that clear for people listening or watching. When you yeah. go to bed, avoid, you mentioned 30 minutes before you go yes. to sleep, even because you need to slow down your brain and kind of have that transition, like you said, like before going to bed and waking up to have that time. So we are so immersed in technology, right? I mean, it's not only you, you're really uh, immersed in technology True. because it's what you do for a living. But everyone in society, we are so, I don't want to say obsessed, but obsessed in a way. And it's so connected with us and it's so useful and it makes our life so, so comfortable. But there is something that sometimes we do too much. And that is, you just gave it a perfect example for even our minds to zone out a bit and disconnect. And you said something really interesting and I, I experienced the same because I need to finish what I start. I'm like, ah. my personality is like this. So you said this example, like if I, if I'm doing something before I go to bed or in the evening and I don't finish that and I press pause button in my brain, I'll be wondering mm -hmm. when I go to sleep and probably it will take me way more time to sleep. And especially if it is a complex problem and work related, I had a lot of situations in the past. I have a lot of, I have a moment in my life and we already spoke about this, that I experienced insomnia and I really struggle. And of course was stress related work wise. But it was like a problem in my brain that I needed to fix. And until I don't fix that problem or until I fix it, I don't really rest. And I feel somehow you are the same. Do, do you feel this? Do you have this experience? Uh, what, comes to, what comes to my mind when answering your question, I've been like this for the last 30 years. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Uh, there is one technique that I will, I will, I will, uh, I will tell later, but maybe I will start why I might put an example of this. I had a problem. So I was building a software 
and I was very passionate about this. And there was a small thing that wasn't working as it should. And, you know, time was running. It was just you know, late afternoon, then evening, then morning, then noon. So there were some small breaks, like half an hour where I fall asleep on the table. And then I woke up and then I had a dream. Uh, and the dream was, the dream, yes, the dream started. I was typing on the keyboard all the time. Keyboard, 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 keyboard. I went to sleep. I woke up. I was unconscious. Then I put this code. I clicked to run this, the, the app. And it was working. It was working. But the price was 41 hours. Wow. I was sitting in front of the computer 41 hours with all these more breaks. And then when I went to London and I was working for, I think this website was called Thunderhead. They're still there, but they're redesigned. So there was a company, an agency, and they asked me if I could help them. Unfortunately, it was Friday. So they woke up, you know, a little bit late and they were like, you know, like we really need to do it. We don't know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, I will help you. I'm the guy, you know, and I wanted to prove myself and, and, and show that I can do it. So I said that I'll work over the weekend. So I'll do it. So <clears throat> with enormous amounts of, of, of coffee uh, and persistence, I was working on that site for 101 hours. We breaks for one hour and a half for a lap. And then after two days, I was unconscious, almost unconscious, but I was still, I knew how to code. So I didn't, I was sitting at home. I had the food. I wasn't going away. I wasn't going anywhere out. And I, I managed to, 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 to fix the things. Unfortunately, uh, the business made the decision that they don't want to continue with this. And there were some changes. So to be honest, this work wasn't fully used, but I, I, I did what I committed to. And after that, I needed uh, another three, four days just to recover and to be like, okay, now I know what's happening around where I am and all this stuff. So this was insane. And nowadays, it's almost the same when something is needs solving. Uh, it's not even about the deadlines that we have. There are different deadlines with, you know, with other people that we work with or, or the clients or stakeholders. But it's like, whoa, this topic is so interesting. It's so exciting. You know, It's almost working. And then you read, uh, you read another interesting, exciting thing. And I get very easily excited about technology and some things that are there, and technologies. So uh, I usually tend to spend more time than I should. And I don't want to pause. So sometimes it's constant work for a few hours. And there's one technique that is very useful that can help. It's called Pomodoro technique. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Yeah. I tried to do it. So I set this up for 45 minutes, then half an hour. Then as the app was suggesting by default, 25 minutes. It feels bad. It feels bad. It feels bad when you have fun and then suddenly, ding, ding, you need to have a break. And you're like, okay, you go five minutes break. And then after five seconds, you're like, when I'll come back, when I'll come back, you know? And it's like, it's not really a break. So to be honest, <clears throat> I wasn't consistent with this and I didn't do it. I did it maybe for like one or two days. And then I was like, you know, I'm going back to my previous pattern, which also, in some cases, it's great. You know, when you, for example, have a short deadline, you need to deliver something, you know, there are like two or three days that are crazy. 
but then the balance comes and you know everything settles down. But if you have this on a constant basis, then sooner or later your body will feel it. And I realize this today. That's interesting. Because we get used to how we feel. So if something hurts, you can get used to it. If something is uncomfortable, you can get used to it and so on. But other entrepreneurs, for example, they get into very unuseful. Sorry, not unuseful, very uh not pleasant, pleasant things. But today, instead of rushing to the computer, I woke up and I was like, you know, my body really needs rest. So I have meetings later, so I will very, very early, and instead of rushing the computer and breakfast and so on, I was like, I will lie down. I will still lay down. So I watched something, then I read something, of course, and then I was like, I went for a nap, and then again for the nap, and I went. By 8 o'clock, I went like four times for a very quick nap, and then after a while, I realized Man, I'm telling people around that, yeah, I'm running on exhaustion, I'm a little bit tired and all this stuff, but now I felt it. Like, I really felt it how my body is tired. And on top of that, uh, my recovery after cancer and everything, it also goes to that. But I'm explaining this, you know, I mentally, I'm super strong, I can do it. But physically, your body still needs to recharge. And if it's over a period of time, then what's happening? And this was very interesting. I read a very interesting article on LinkedIn. It was about burnout, but in C uh, level, like C level people. Mm. And and then it went further. It's one of the prime ministers, or it was BBC. Uh, one of the uh, High level, high level people, if I can call it like this, uh, resigned, and it's the level of the of the prime minister or someone very, very, very high. You're probably uh, talking about well, the New Zealand prime minister. Maybe that woman. Yes, unfortunately, I don't remember the name. Yes, so this is, for example, one of the examples. You know that there is. I know that sometimes you know the environment that we work, maybe it's not you know created in a way that that would help us with this. Uh, but sooner or later, and I see it in my life as well, if there is too much of something, even the things that you love, you will start hating it. Because it's really too much. It's like someone say, you know, do you like warm uh, in your workplace? Yes. Okay, cool. Sit in the sun. Do you like sun? No, I love sun personally. Cool. Okay, sit there for three days. We will give you food, we will give you drinks and everything, just but sit there in the pure sun. And so very soon after after you get the first burn, you will run away from that. <laughs> and it's also with, with 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 life and with work, if it's something too much, sooner or later nobody will tell us. Unfortunately, I'm the person that if you would tell, don't do it, just in case I'll touch it, you know, don't do it because you'll burn. Really? Just so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me foot, let me put the foot on the edge of the cliff to see. Yes, yes, exactly. So, so I think that we learn all the way. I'm still learning a lot of those things, and there is one thing that is productivity, and then there is another thing that is balance. And it's, there is something in the saying, uh, in in a, in the saying, work smart, not hard, because working smart can also be productive, and it doesn't mean that you have to work for 15 minutes. You can work a little bit longer than that. 
but you won't be spending a lot of energy doing one million things. You can delegate, you can automate, uh, and, 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 and later on, it's, it's, it's good to find this balance for what we do and for our life and health. Because without health, I'm, you know, again, I would say the last thing that I want to add is the example. When I got cancer in April, and I went for the chemotherapy for the first month, I said, I can do everything. I can take the laptop. I was taking the laptop to the clinic and working from there. And I was working for two large organizations, building huge software in, in, in for, for the UK market. And, and I was like, that's so exciting. I always want to do it, you know? And it was like, it was great because there are two projects at the same time. So it was from the six o'clock in the morning to the 11 hour, but I love them. But after a month, you can't. Your body is completely out. Even if you would like, your, your body, your mind is out. So this was something that didn't come from me, but it's similar to some cases where people are getting into this, not don't want to call it rat race, but this chase. This is what I posted this today on LinkedIn, that we need to be careful about chasing our dreams. And this is a message mostly for myself to remind me that it can be super exciting, but if this is the main purpose in life, and to be honest, you need to be very, very careful because this life can go very quickly. And, and then, I saw, I saw that post and I, I want to touch on that, but just to go back to something you said, which I think yes. is essential and a lot of people forget. And I mean, I learned this throughout my life, uh, but for example, you mentioned the Pomodoro technique. I think it's all about the principle, right? Because the Pomodoro technique, the concept or conceptually speaking is to intercalate your work and your focus with breaks to allow you to get some rest, which you told that for you doesn't really serve that purpose because you you better opt to really focus and finish what you started because on that break, you will be reflecting on that. You will not be really emptying your mind. But yes. I think it's about like the self-realization. And I realized that based on those episodes of insomnia, anxiety and other stuff, that we need to realize our own limitations as as like uh, flesh and bones, right? That we are. And we need to realize that our bodies and minds have a limit. And if we force ourselves to a point, I don't want to say no return, but no return in the sense of impacts, productivity and efficiency. And it's about that keyword that you said, balance, right? Because I can, and you're a very passionate person, one of the most passionate people that I know and I have in my life, and I love it. But I think... <laughs> what I see as well in a lot of people with this kind of passion and energy that you have, especially when it's a topic of interest that you have, such as programming, technology, what you do for a living, is that that healthy obsession can play against you. And you already mentioned this, but then it's counterintuitive because I'm passionate. I want to do this. I want to finish this project. I want to do this and that but you're going against your body and your mind. And even on the logical and leaving aside the emotional side that I want this and so on, but putting a really pragmatic and rational approach, what I learned is that you, you're not going to get to the destination faster. You, you need to rationalize your effort, right? I know it's it's easier said than done, but it, this is what what I learned I, so far. I, I want to add something. It's something that I sometimes that I love and sometimes that I, I, I really don't like. And to be honest, this is an American way of, of, of thinking and doing business. Uh, there is this, 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 this people are 
some people from the industry are saying that you need to be obsessed with what you do in order to create a successful company uh, or enterprise and so on. Because the obsession will drive you all the time. So if you are obsessed, you will not abandon the project. You, you'll be continuing no matter what. There are obstacles, you will continue, there are problems, you will overcome this, and so on. And to be honest, I start to understand this because nowadays, with the rise of artificial intelligence, of, of, of automation and digital transformation, the, the world is going whew, way faster than it used to. And if you are just a regular person who is doing something because it's a trend, I don't have anything else to do, I want to change what I do to something more interesting. And to be honest, you highly likely that you might not have this energy and drive to continue for the hard times. But if you're obsessed with what you do, and if you create on top of that, and to be honest, no matter what will happen in your life, you will hold on to this. You know, it's like when people are drowning, they want to hold to a rope. Uh, no matter what will happen, they will hold to, to it. But this is the environment that we are living in. So nowadays we have access to TikTok, to other platforms and everything. And the kids are learning this very, very quickly. And what they are showing them? They are showing their fast way of learning. Live fast, earn fast, invest, get the money. Like yesterday, I was watching very interesting uh, documentary series, also on Netflix, but it was very interesting, not just like a regular movie. And there was a guy, he was in his 20s. He invested $25,000 and he managed to get the return of $8 million. And this is becoming like, and in the past, you would hear it's like, whoa, mind blowing. But this is what's happening. All this NFT craziness and everything. The people are are, are, are earning millions. Uh, there is a guy who is using artificial intelligence that is writing the articles for him. He's selling those articles and he's earning 100k per month. He's from state. So <clears throat> it's great. It's, it's very exciting. But a lot of those people are just doing this for the sake of earning more and more and more and more money. There is no like a meaning. There was no, oh, I want to help other people. I want to create something meaningful. You know, that solves a problem. I was like, what's the way to just generate money? And yeah, that's okay for some people that they love it. But if you just focus on the money, and to be honest, later on, you will be very miserable. <laughs> and we hear it from all the places. Uh, agile. The best example, we work in Agile. What is, about, what is Agile and where it's coming from? It's coming from the environments that were very highly productive, or they're leaning towards being very highly productive, and it's fast. So it's a fast living, fast earning, fast building, fast sleeping, fast rest. Everything is quickly, quickly, quickly. And then you ask yourself a question, great, okay, so if I don't want to take part in this race, you know, if I want to do things my own, which, for example, I'm learning to do it with what I'm doing right now, uh, I am trying to find this where is this balance between rushing and doing quickly, 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 bam, 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 go to the market, go to the investors, uh, get the, 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 go through the different uh, funding um, rounds, uh, create your team, get MVP, go to the market, blah, blah, Between I wake up, I have time for coffee, and then I sit, I, I still start the base, so for now I am doing some technical things by myself. But 
I have my time. I have my, 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 my own pace for this. And there are very successful startups and businesses that are self-funded. Well, the people took, it took them a little bit longer, but they still have this joy of running this instead of being part of this race that you need to be very, very quickly in everything. Of course, you cannot be too slow or stand still. So I think that the environment also is enforcing some things on us and saying, okay, you want to be part of these games? Those are the rules. And if you are not following the rules, it will kick you out. You'll be too slow. You won't be able to compete with others. Uh, you, you will be far behind. And if you're far behind, then no one will hear about you. So there are also some prices. Uh, there's a price that we have to pay sometimes, which we are not acknowledging and we are not realizing at the beginning of the journey. Well, a lot of people think like, ah, oh, it's great. You know, like, I'll create a business. It's super simple. I'll create an app, you know, it will change the world. And then they are building that app. It, it, it starts to work, but then there's one part that is missing. Yeah, you created a great app. It solves the problem. You found the market fit. Great. But what is your psychology? Are you able to go through the pain? <laughs> and no one is talking about this. A lot of people are showing this positive, bright side of running a business, of creating the startups, especially in, in tech. Uh, but not everyone is talking about what is the real life of entrepreneur? What is the real life of the person who wants to create something? And I'm not talking about this entrepreneurship that, you know, it's like, well, you know, let's, let's create something that will earn a lot of money and will be successful and, 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 and famous. No, no, no. I'm talking more about this, this, like, I really want to create something. I feel it inside, you know? And then I think that if you have this, then also there needs to be alignment with, with your mind. And those things that we are talking about, for example, about this balance, which I was, I'm hearing this from my dad. I was hearing this for a long, long, long time. And now when I'm hearing about this, I'm like, well, that's too much. I know, I know about this, but I never do it because it's not me. I'm high performance uh, architect, yes, or, 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 or entrepreneur, hopefully, at some point, because now I'm starting this journey. Uh, but I'm, I'm forgetting about this. And, and, and there is a lot of a lot of things that it's good to work on, on earlier, even when you don't create a startup, even when you want to use it for your own life, that when you wake up and you go to work, you enjoy it. And not you go, you're exhausted and tired. And why? Ah, because again, I was sitting for too long. Again, I was trying to do something uh, very quickly. Or like, like me sometimes, I was, <clears throat> I was trying to be, perfect in what I do. And this is the worst thing. I'm building the site now and I'm spending a lot of time. Should it be here or should it be there? Should it be there? Oh, what size? What color? Uh, what is the best trend right now? And then you spend a lot of time and then in the end you're like, well, I spent one day planning, uh, strategizing where to put the image on the left or on the right, where normally it takes five minutes. So it's also good to know about this, to save a lot of time and energy. If you have an idea, if you want to do something, just get over it, have a decision in five minutes, do it. Later on, you can always change it. You know what they say, right? <clears throat> the worst thing 
it's much worse a bad decision actually the opposite sorry it's is much worse no decision than a bad decision so just act right but uh, let me go it's back hard to sometimes some... it is but uh, it, it's wisdom telling this right but uh, let me go back to something you mentioned like this kind of uh, because you're touching on success like in the industry and you mentioned the environment around us yes kind of systemic situation that really I mean, put people on the edge to achieve whatever they define as success, especially in a corporate world or entrepreneur world. What is your definition of success? What for you, based on those learnings that you were sharing throughout this conversation, what for you until now looking back and projecting your future and look into your inner self? Because you mentioned a very important word, balance. And you mentioned that your dad was always telling you, you this. And your dad is probably one of the most wisest men that I know. Yes. Okay, that, that's uh, true. Thank you. It is. It is. It is true. But what is success for you? How do you define success in in the in the open uh, conceptual way? Let's not focus only on career because it's about everything, like you said in the beginning of the conversation. It's a very good question. And to be honest, everything comes down to why. Now, why I'm doing the things. Why. What, what, why I'm living like this and also what I want to achieve in my life. And to be honest, I won't be hiding this, that for me, work, I don't want to call it business. Uh, it's fun at work, work. Uh, it's the most important thing. It's the most important thing because uh, as my psychologist said once, and as I had some sessions, and then I taught him the story when I was 14 years old and I was learning uh, Turbo Pascal programming language. And I built this very early, super primitive artificial intelligence. Let's call it like this. It was a software that was having a conversation with me. So I could ask a question. It was answering me. I, I could introduce myself. And then it was asking, oh, how do you feel? I said, I'm great. Oh, wow, that's great that you are great. And so on. Uh, and then he said, Ah, so you built the software because you didn't have friends, so you you created your own friend. And I was like, oh damn it, like he's good. I think that that's true. I had maybe wow. I had maybe two or three friends which I was hanging out, and most of the time I was spending in front of the computer because it was exciting. And to be honest, this excitement was through my life. And I think it started in two thousand two and three when I started my first business. It was, it's too much. It wasn't a business. I was in the garage trying to help people repair their computers. And then during one year, I had two clients and earned maybe 300 euro. That was it. And then as well, I love of attraction and I attracted three clients. So I was working on building software for them. And then every time since that time, I was like, one day, there'll be the day that I will stand, look around and I'll like, that building is my office. Those people are my team, they're excited. We are building something amazing. And it will be the business that I created from the ground, ground level. And it was always with me. And when I went consulting in London and for the last 10 years I was working with, uh, I started straight away with large organizations, which was very stressful at the beginning. And there was a lot of to learn. But then uh, every time there was super exhausting, tiring, stressful day or there was difficult discussions or problems at work, every time I was like, 
I'm doing this because I'm getting experience. I'm doing it because this will work later on for what I want to achieve. And what I wanted to achieve was create a digital business. And this was always, always there. It wasn't going away. Even when I was super exhausted, I was forgetting about this for a short time. And then it was like ping pong. Like every time I was like, no, I have enough of thinking about this, planning this. And no, bam, thank you very much. And then it was coming back. So coming back to your question, how do I see success? I think that also it cannot go into one, 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 one field, one, one place. Like for me, I'll start with, I know I should start with the family, probably. Uh, but I will start with, because if this, what I will mention, is not there, then even the family won't help me with being happy. So like, what is this? For me, is waking up and knowing that there is something interesting and exciting that I can work on. And if I also know that this will or is helping other people, and I can see this, that is the biggest reward in my life. And I'm super excited, happy to work on anything, even super hard and difficult, which because the project that I'm working on is super, it's, I thought it's super simple, but it looks like that uh, this DHT platform is, oh, is very, very big. So, but waking up and knowing this, oh, I work on this one, is super exciting because I, I'm looking for something that will happen during the day. I'll go to the office and I'll have this discussion with this client, with this, uh, with this person. And then there's like a meeting or, or a conference and everything is around these things that, that, that you love. So it's like waking up being a kid after the Christmas day and there is this new uh, Lego that you got. You are always dreaming about this. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I'll be doing something really cool. And then you wake up next day and you're like, oh, I will do something different. Yes. Of course, after a while, you might be like, oh, again, Lego. But in IT, you, you do something uh, and then you can change it. It works, it, it changes, and the market is changing, technologies are coming. So, so, so this is very important for me. And success, for example, on the business level is important, just even for myself, egoistically, that I feel that I have the purpose in life. I have the meaning in life. I'm doing something. But then it comes to like, okay, I'm doing something that's really great, but is it something that helps other people? Because if you would do something really, really cool and amazing, but it's only for yourself, then only you will see it. And to be honest, like having fun and then sharing this with other people and having fun with other people is greater than spending most time with yourself and doing this just for yourself and putting this in the drawer and forgetting about this. So this is one thing. And another thing is that I think the love and support from the family, this is very, this is, this is, this is very, very important. I mean, having someone that, you know, you can talk to, uh, get some support. Uh, and, and then there is another aspect, you know, like you already went through this, you know, the beautiful daughter, uh, my niece, <laughs> my niece, by the way. Uh, but we are, we are before that. So for me, it's like fire, right? She, she really wants to have kids. Really, really. Uh, I am more like, Great, that's amazing, you know, blah, blah, oh, fantastic. And then there's another thought, it's like, okay, how much time it will take? Like, will I have time to, you know, like, <laughs> run my business and, you know, and be involved in the things that I want to be involved? Like, will it take completely my life out? Or she will, will she take care of some things? Or maybe we'll get the help? So I am, I am sometimes saying, like, yeah, yeah, fantastic, let's have a kid. And sometimes I'm like, 
Okay, there are more responsibilities. Well, okay, let's thank you for entering the other side. She, as a woman, is telling that she doesn't have much time, but for me, it's like, I've got the time as much as I need. But, uh, so I think this is, but this is also the, 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 the process, yes. And the third thing that is very, very important, which right now sucks a little bit, is the group of friends, the meaningful friends, the people that they uplift you, motivate you, not on a constant basis, because sometimes everyone has ups and downs, but the people that you can have an intellectual conversation, someone that you can spend time, you enjoy it, and every time they're like, oh, let's go and hang out and meet you. You're like, oh, wow, okay, let me check the schedule. You know, It's not like, oh, my God, you know, there's nothing else to do, so I'll go and meet. No, not, not, those, not those types of people. And also, like, I really like talking about technology, about business, about travel, motorcycles. So it's good when they share some common interest and when they're also a little bit crazy and, and obsessed, not possessed, <laughs> obsessed. So because you enjoy this time, yes, and, and we are social creatures and I see it in the past lives, mostly I was spending time in front of the screen. And every time I was going for a meeting, I was just like, okay, it's really nice, but you know, what's the time? Well, I'll come back home. Oh, okay. Two hours I'm coming back home and I'll get back to my project. It's more exciting. So, and there are some meetings that you were going and like last time I was, uh, I went uh, in person, someone very, very interesting. He was, he was, uh, he is, he is a director of a large organization. Uh, but it wasn't even about this and his role. It about, it was about his character. And he was telling me the story that how he was starting his career and it was very similar to mine. And then he's also very uh, positively uh, crazy about the technology and, 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 uh, and very passionate about those things. So instead of having the conversation that was like half an hour or, or an hour, uh, which was the plan at the beginning, we spent three and a half hour nonstop talking about all kinds of things. Uh, Mostly, mostly business related, uh, but also some some personal things, which was really great. Like you know, some kind of like exchange and about our histories. And this was, and I was like, you know, and I want to surround myself with those people, you know, that they bring something new. Uh, you enjoy conversation with them. I think first is the conversation. Later on, can we can go together for a motorcycle ride or for a coffee or whatever. Like if you enjoy the conversation, you don't need anything else, you know. And this was another friend, my Mike. So well, Mike is one of the main guys at the uh, company in London. Uh, I think I can mention the name. Yeah, it's Funding Circle. So he was one of the first guys. He's the one of the main DevOps, the guy with 15 years of experience or 20 years. When I was learning how to type on the keyboard, he was setting up first servers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so every time I was meeting with Mike at the pub, because it's a... British tradition. <laughs> uh, so we were spending three, four hours just talking nonstop about technology. And when the people were around, they were looking at us and they were like, mm. <laughs> you know, crazy. But every time I was coming with something new that I discovered, Magic was saying that, yeah, I've been using this for the last six months. I'm like, seriously, wow, I just found it out. So he was telling me all these interesting things and I was going implementing and playing with this. Sometimes I was using this for, sometimes not. But still, it was in the realm of my fun. I call it war as a fun. And then those conversations were super, super, you know, exciting. And every time I was going there, I was waiting for this conversation because I was missing those conversations. 
because also there were highly technical conversations, so you cannot have this with anyone. You know, they're just some selected people. And this is something that I was also excited about. I didn't take it further to take part in a lot of meetings, like gatherings, like meetups or, or, or other things, because for me, this was a little bit like, okay, there's some group of people I, I don't know. So most of the things, most of the time, for like five meetings, there was one that was interesting and the four were like nothing interesting and what they were talking to be honest, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even that much interested in that. Uh, so then I was like, you know, I would just take it easy and just select some people when on the way and I'll be walking through life. Uh, but now I see something that you are doing and, and I saw how professionally you are starting this when I got your email. Seriously, I, I, I think I told it to Marta. So uh, you got you sent me that email, and I saw that wow, the footer professional, how it's written, managerial style, perfect, you know, and the link and the description, everything there. This is how it should be. It was it was it was fantastic. So for example, and the consistency that you do it is perfect. So this is this is great. And for example, like you enjoy it, you love it, and it's about this, and it's about attracting also people that you know would take part in your you in your journey and you'll be enjoying some of those things who knows maybe in the future you will have some some uh, some other projects you know that might be related to what you do and you'll be excited and meeting with those people is fantastic but what you need to do is you need to reach out to people you need to bring them you need to keep them entertained and you need to keep them something that i asked my friends who are running some events in malaga in spain and some of them, they stopped doing this because it was very exhausting. And I was like, wow, you had so much energy at the beginning when you were doing this. And they were like, yes. But the moment I stopped advertising this, writing to people, running the group, the people stopped coming. Mm-hmm. So it was always that I always thought, I would like to have this group of people who are interested, for example, in technology. I could teach them, I could train them. I would like to share my knowledge and experience as well. But did I really do the work? Did I really go out and said, okay, this is what I'm enjoying, you know, there's a plan, there's a structure. No, there was just like one campaign, one information, and that was it. And then I was replying that, whoa, people would just fly to me and they're like, whoa, it's amazing. No, it also takes time, but it it has to come out from, from, from us. We have to do the work. We have to do the work. And then when we want to change something in the life of the world, then we have to change ourselves and then it will it will start working. So my next plan is like I want to write a script script plan strategy for helping people to get to the IT sector. For example, if they want to change their existing work or maybe they lost the work or job and they're thinking about, oh, would I feel good doing IT? So this free class would be just to show people that, yeah, you can join IT, but you need to know a few things. There is front-end development, there is back-end development, there is graphic design, there is UX, there is project management. Which part of those things you feel more familiar with and or you feel attracted to? Because some people might be better managers and some people might be better coders or programmers or designers. So first would be just to get this information. And second of all, do you need to know what it takes to, to, to do this work? And then from the selected group of people that they know where they want to go more or less, and if they have this mindset of like, yeah, I want to give it a try, 
Then there will be like a program where they can go and then after finishing, there is a help with finding them a work plus support and maintenance uh, and support support and maintenance. That's a very technical for the software. Su support and, 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 and I would say coaching or, or, or training on the way for some time to help them because this is something that I didn't have, for example. When I started, become, became, when I became a Drupal consultant, so this is a CMS platform, content management platform, we can create those advanced websites for the larger organizations or, or, or bigger, bigger websites or more complex. I started uh, working with big projects and I didn't know a lot and the demand and for new things and the, my responsibilities were, were, were enormous. And as a consultant, they were like, we are paying you. We want this to be solved. So I was spending time in the morning, in the afternoon, uh, after the work in the evening, sitting with this book of Drupal and then learning and practicing and then going next day, exhausted, implementing this. Oh, it's working. Oh my God. And, and then suddenly on Friday, something was breaking. And they were like, wow, we launched this big campaign for this large organization. And they were like huge organizations. Like, one of them, for example, was Rio Tinto. Rio Tinto, the aluminum that comes that we are using is 95% or 97%, something like this. It's coming from Rio Tinto, the huge mining company that is, is working in, for example, like is, 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 uh, in Australia and other places. Uh, so there were big campaigns. And there was good projects, you know, they wanted to do something good and they wanted to show this eco side that they are doing as well. So it's not only that they're just mining, they're doing a lot of social work, the social projects, they're building cities. And so there is a lot of positive work around that as well. And we're building this, this website, you know, and then before we launched live, we did some changes, everything went fine, time to go home. I'm super happy and then suddenly, uh, one of the directors is coming and I said, I think that we've got a problem because there's white page and there's nothing that's happening. And I'm like, no, no, it's working. I mean, we deployed and we tested this and it's working. And it's like, no, but check it out. I'm like, what, which URL you are checking on? He's the live one. And I went there and everything went down. Everything. And you go, you check, and there is nothing. There is no error, no message, nothing. And it went communicated to the stakeholders, to everyone. And you got seconds to fix it. But you are the only guy who knows the system. So what you do, you sit. And you're like, okay, 50 seconds, 15 minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly find it. And you sit, it's one hour, two hours, three hours, and it's still not working. And it's nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, and you're still there. You're on by yourself in the office. You drank so many coffees that you are shaking. And then suddenly you find that line and there is a full stop missing. <laughs> and the error reporting was disabled, so you didn't see it. You add the full stop, you run the code, everything is back online. <sighs> and there is no one that you can ask. So I was thinking like if there will be like a mentor or someone, a senior person, in those organizations, when they don't have this experience, then it would save asses of a lot of people, and not only asses, but it would save their health. Because the stress that I was went through, especially for the consistent three years, non-stop, 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 was extreme. 
So there was no one to ask. And every time I was like, okay, is there anyone who, who, who is responsible for this? No, you are the responsible. Okay, for the server, yes. Okay, for the Drupal, no, yeah, you're also the only, that's why we hired you. I'm like, okay, so I'm responsible for the server, for the infrastructure, for the architecture, for Drupal. There's only a designer that is responsible for design and front-end guys that are doing something in work. So, you know, and this was my contribution, not only aside from what I'm building, but I was like, if I would just do some work, extra work, even that you know my schedule is kind of full, but I'm adding more and more, unfortunately. So that's why this training and this program would be for all the people you know who wants to be in the industry and want to have quite quite effective life and, and quite relaxed in the sense that you got a problem. Oh, I've seen most of the programs. You always have access to me. You call, you write, or there is a chat, or there is a special support line. You write your problem, 15 minutes later, you've got the solution, you apply, bam, and you can continue. You don't need to spend time and stay at work for like a support network and a mentoring stage. But uh, also yes, yes. Filtering uh, people's ambitions slash skills to their full potential or where their careers can go, right? Because I was thinking like about, about the, there are those, you know, like very popular uh, American, American coaches and they have those like um, golden methods or diamond way and other other things of those just like special uh, program where you can find your own character and there is like a, there is like a manager role there is a creator there is you know like a dreamer uh, there's executioner, you know, there's maintainer and supporter. So some people are very good at the start, but then they have probably continuing something monotonous. There are some people who are well reserved and relaxed and they, they like when there's a software and they can maintain and support and they know it. It's not boring for them that every day they will do quite similar work. They're just okay with this. And there are some people who are more involved with the people. So I was thinking like there was like a program that checks your psychology and advises you on where you'll be more suitable, not only based on your skills or preferences, but also on your psychology. So on the, in the long run, this is a place where you, you can, you can grow, you can evolve, and we can kind of assure you that you'll be happy with this instead of going for something that for now sounds exciting and fun. But later on, you burn out because you hate it. There's a lot of people that think that programming is really cool. And they start programming, and after a while, they have a lot of stress. And, and I saw some people in, in, the, in the organizations that I was working with, they were doing this for five, six years, and then they were asking me almost with, you know, like, not crying, but, you know, with a lot of pain inside, like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And I'm like, but what is the problem? No, they want me to do this, and you know, and I don't know how to do it. And you know, I'm not good at programming, and I don't even feel it. And like, yeah, so why, why, why are you still doing this? Like, yeah, because you know, I don't have any other option and all this stuff. So what can you advise me? So at the beginning, when I was starting this, I was like, I will send you some links so you can read the documentation. You can slowly at home, you can read how to do those things in programming. So at work, you will know how to do it. You won't have the problems. But they were like, yeah, but you know, but I don't feel it and I don't want to do it. Uh, okay. So, so, so why are you changing this? Just, just, just 
be honest with the people around you, make a decision and change it for something else. You know, you're going to spend 20, 30 years, but even though if, if you feel that I don't want to do it anymore, you can always change for something else, you will start from the ground up. And they were like, no, 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 I cannot do it. You know, I have to continue with this. And then every day I was sitting, you know, coming back, headphones, bang, building. And then I'm looking at my friend, you know, and she's miserable. Miserable. And, you know, and I was like, and I really want to help the guy. So what, I'm, I should kick his ass and say, you know, like, stop it, you know, quit it. I can, everyone can see that you, you are in pain. You know, you hate it. But no, he was still continuing this. So the, later on, the project finished, and I was uh, on a contract. So my contract also finished. There wasn't anything else to do, uh, even that you know everything went well and everyone were happy, and I get to know a lot of people and make a lot of new friends. Then, then, then I left, and then after a year, I am seeing that my friend changed the role, and he became a scrum master. And he's suddenly he's posting positive things. He focused on his hobby, which was baking. But still, he you can order great macarons and bread from him. Made uh, uh, he is like not only great experienced baker, but he loves it from the heart. So people are coming and ordering things at home, and he he started to enjoy life. I believe you know, but it was only about making that decision and changing it. But changing for him was a lot of, related to a lot of fear of what will happen next. I was working there for like five years and now I'll quit. I won't find the work. No one will hire me. I won't have money. I'll have this problem, that problem. So I will prefer it, but I will live in pain for some time and I will see how it goes. But then the pain is going, arising, 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 arising. And then you are like, you know, Change is always change is always scary. Uh, yeah. As human beings, yeah. anything it's scary because it's unpredictable. It's unknown territory, right? And we are way more comfortable in our comfortable zone. So that, mm -hmm. is, but bro, I want True. to go back because something that is really interesting that you said. Rewinding a bit uh, the conversation. I thought, every, I thought everything is interesting. Okay. Something in particular was really interesting. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I find really interesting because when I ask you, like, what is success? And yes, it's really yes. interesting the dynamic because you're some someone really focused on technology for your skill set, for your career, yes. and yes. being a passion of yours. But when yes. I ask you about success, three of the elements you told me. The three main elements were focused on people. The people that you work with, yes. family, yes. and the people you interact with. So I find really interesting that as someone that is really positively obsessed, as you said, with technology and goes to bed uh, thinking about this, wake up thinking about this. It's really interesting how your key drivers as happiness and success are people. I will tell you why. It's, yeah, but it's, I find really interesting. Thank you. I agree. I, it's how I see life. And I believe that a lot of people struggle. And you mentioned some struggles, even the, the, the last example you gave of a, a previous colleague and friend about the decision. But it's also like there is a certain alienation of people and that technology gives. And that's why I'm doing this podcast as well. And let me tell you something, adding on this. 
I'm doing this for that reason, because I want to bring people together. I want to be people to connect with each other even more. And it's connected with different elements you already mentioned, which is people having common interests. People have common experiences. People being different and relate to one another because we are all the same in a certain way. But other reason I'm doing this as well, it's part because of you, because you are such an inspiration for me. And you mentioned uh, your, your battle with cancer. And you mentioned that episode that you were doing chemotherapy and you were obsessed to work because you had two projects, uh, two works to do. But that kind of uh, really gave me an inspiration and a lesson that take action. Like if there's something you really want to do on a personal level that fulfills you, which in my case is this, I just gonna, I just gonna go for it. So tell me, tell me, why do you think, because you said, uh, you know, why people are the main driver of success, but as a follow-up question to this, which is an inspiring moment for me, how did cancer and that battle change your self-perception and your perception of your life? Fantastic. Okay, I will try to make make the long story shorter um, because we will finish the world warning. Uh, but I was I will start from the being being with people. Um, I was thinking about the same exactly what you are doing right now. I was thinking about that. I was thinking in the sense of what app or, or software I could create that will bring people together. So again, it's technology, but it's something that could help. For example connect people and make them meet in the real life and then do something together with the support of technology. And to be honest, uh, answering first this question and then going to the cancer and, and, and what, what changed in my life, uh, I got this from uh, the person that I met and he said something that when he was a kid, because of some issues that he had, he wanted to be unseen like other people. He didn't want people to stare at him. And he wanted to go through the city uh, without, without everyone paying attention. Uh, once he managed to get on the bicycle and he went on the bicycle, and even that he had some health problems, he managed to do it. And then he was super, super happy because he... Uh, because no one paid attention to him because he was normal. But most of the time he thinks and he knows that he's got in his head that everyone is watching him because he uh, behaves a little bit different. So I started to think about this and then I was like, whoa, that's an interesting because I have the same, but it's opposite. It's 100. 180 degree opposite. And I told him this. And it was very interesting to learn about yourself hearing someone else's story. And why? It comes out to this programming thing. You know? Because I didn't have people around me. So I want people around me now. So this was from the childhood. Mm. So, and... You know, there was this example that, for example, we got something like a sweets from the Germany during the communist times, there was nothing in Poland. And we got it from, you know, a special parcel and it was limited. And, you know, so we were sharing this for over the month because it was this gummy bear, Haribo. 
you know. So I took the whole pack, I gave it to my friends, came back to my mom and asked for another pack. And my mom is like, okay, but where's this pack? And I'm like, this big pack? I gave it to my friends. And I was like, did you try something? And I said, no, I haven't. I didn't have a chance. I ate everything. So I want another one to give them. And mom is like, no, 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 no. You, know, you don't even try it. And they just took everything. And I'm like, yeah. So I was always like a giver, which I didn't take care about myself. But now I'm more aware of this. So it's like this balance that, you know, um, sometimes it's not only about giving, but, you know, it's also about receiving and knowing how to receive. So because there were no people before, now I have this, it's coming, it's like, it's not something that you're like, oh, you know, it will feel nice when there are people around, but it's this need inside, you know, but this need evolved over the time and I understood, especially when I was 20 years old and I was partying, you know, I was, went to studying and we were very often in this house, music clubs and dancing to the morning uh sometimes a couple of days in a row and all this stuff but most of those people were only just because there was fun there was no close relations with them like they were just like oh let's go dancing let's go drinking let's go having fun or something like this you know and then everyone was going back to their own life and then again party 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 so over the years i i, I was like you know i don't need this i don't need this i, I will just share it with the people that i like and those people were very few and now if I want to create something that it would be nice if those people will come, but the people that are interesting to me, that they can bring something new. So this is where it's coming. So I think a lot of things are coming from the childhood and we don't even know it. We are like, why is it like this? Or why am I like that? Or why I have this pattern? So it's coming from the very, very young age where we program something in our head. Over the years, it's evolved, and now there is a software that is running in our head. It's like, wait a minute, I am waiting for an update. I need an update. So for me, an update is getting more people. Getting an update is the digital agency or, or, or company. You know, this is this is where where th this comes from. I think. But bro, elaborate on more people. What do you mean with this? Because I know by because I know you're my actually you're not my brother-in-law you're my brother in love because I love you like a brother <laughs> thank you but, say, thank you that's okay but I know your family your parents are amazing you have a, a sister that loves you so much so yes my yes, understanding yes. is that what, what do you mean with people is people that don't challenge you intellectually that don't share the same common interests no 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 no, no, no. what do you mean share, yeah yeah I, I think the people from the from the from the industry, the people from the industry who are doing something like I'm doing, or what they did, or they did something bigger, uh, something that you know, ask them a question about how did you get the customers, how did you do the market fit, how did you choose the server, why did you use this technology and all that, and also how did you start this, uh, or like maybe we can do something together, you know, uh, those things, you know, the, the environment, the environment that is uh, doing things similar to what I'm doing or, or what I'm trying to, to, to achieve, you know, in the long run. So this group of, this group of people are kind of like meetup events, uh, conferences and so on. Being in the, this, this busy tech business world, but community. Yes, yes, yes. So, so this is, this is, I'm missing because for the, no, to be frank, to be frank, For the last three and a half years, four years, I've been in a different locations, different places, uh, doing interesting projects, but sitting in front of the screen. When I was in London, 
there, there were more events. There were more things that I was I was taking part, you know. And there was always something that was interesting. There was always a group of people who were talking about something interesting. You were joining them. You're like, "Hey guys, did you know about this?" And they're like, oh, "What's this?" I'm like, "I haven't heard." Oh, I will tell you. We are using this. Wow, wow, that's pretty useful, you know. And then you are telling this. And then they are sharing something. They will tell you, you know, we are using this. How was that? Ah, the automation tool for marketing. Oh, wow. How you use it? Ah, you just, you know, integrate this with this or that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is something that, you know, I could even use. And so you learn a lot of things. And they're exciting things, you know. And then you come back home and you're like, whoa, there are so many things that, you know, I can check. So it gives you more energy. But later on, I moved into, you know, helping the businesses with the projects. And then there is only connection that you have with the people from the team. And you don't have a lot of time of like, oh, let's have a chat, you know, what you were doing to, to yesterday. You know? And you spent, you know, like the conversation that is longer than, than 15 minutes or even like five minutes. Mostly it's very quick, you know, uh, business orientated uh, conversations. Uh, and then later on, sometimes, you know, when it's six, seven, eight o'clock, you are like, you're not, you not spending time outdoor, you know, you go quickly on bike and, and you don't have the social interactions. So so this is what I would like to work on, especially now, now when I'll be sometime in Krakow. Um, I see that some things are happening over there. I'm talking to some people there. Also, I'm talking to my first client that we have a good there. She's a good friend there building a software uh, application. They built it and they're selling this. And then he's also involved in some other projects, but we always have also interesting conversations. So, so it's, it's about I, the connection and people on the industry that share your common interests, yes, common fascination yes, yes, and obsession. Yes. Uh, but it's yes. about that stimulation of yes, knowledge, yes. of yes, networking. Yes, yes. Got it. Got it. I love to learn. I love to. I love to learn. I'm involved in, in, in a lot of different trainings and and other things that normally I should put aside, but. I like to hear about new things, new technologies, new ways of working, uh, new productive ways of working, psychology, the psychology and business. Those things are like making me, I, I feel that I'm alive. That it's like drinking tasty coffee in the morning. Like you enjoy it. It's nice. It's nicely served. Plus it gives you energy. So it's like coffee. Too. And uh, feeling alive and connected with the, the kind of the second question I, I made you about that pivotal moment, because it, it is a pivotal mon a moment that health uh, and life throws that curveball to you. And in, yes. in this case, cancer, mm -hmm. like, how do you, how do you address, how do you address that? Because I know I, I saw you from afar because we don't live in the same country. I'm living in Portugal right now. You're in Malaga, Spain, but how did you did you handle that situation? And again, what what kind of what kind of this moment on your life, a really tough moment, changed your mindset? Because if someone is listening that is going through the same, and in, in somehow it's in a bad moment of that journey, like what kind of advices would you give? And how do you manage to your mind to stay positive to face that challenge? To be honest, honestly, uh, a lot of people are telling me that you are a warrior, that you came out from this uh, and you survived and you are healthy and so on. But to be honest, 
at the beginning when I got the news about this, and then I wasn't going into like the beginning that what happened, but there was a pain in my back, and then I went for MRI, and then they they, they found out that there was a cancer, and then the doctor was telling me what I have, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And she was like, yeah, it's super serious. Like if you will stop walking, then you have to go to emergency at the hospital. I'm like, yeah, no, okay, then I'll go. And then she was like, do you really understand what I am telling you? And I'm like, yeah, I got a cancer. And after half an hour, it just hits you, you know, and you are like, damn it. Like, it, it's really happening. Like, I really have something that's serious. Like, okay, serious. Well, we'll see how serious is this. And then they tell you that you have a chemotherapy and all the stuff. You go for the chemotherapy. The first session, second session is okay. Later on, you still feel sick and then you feel sick like hell. And then, to be honest, later, you don't control it. You don't control it. You just, it's like someone throw you in the tunnel, in the well. You just fall down and they say, yeah, and now do whatever you want to do. I want you to do nothing. You just fall and you just wait until you hit the ground at the bottom. So for me, it was just surviving it. The worst thing was the mental depression was extreme, was extreme. You lay down in the bed for two months, not moving, staring at the wall, and you cannot read, you cannot eat, you have problems with drinking, you cannot think about anything. That's the worst part. Mm -hmm. There is not such a thing that makes you relax and positive. The only thing that makes you a little bit relaxed is that when you fall asleep. But then you wake up and you think that your cancer was a dream. And you realize that, fuck, it's not a dream. It's really happening. I'm still on that couch. And then, oh, man, it's been a month and a half. And then two months. And then three months. And then suddenly you don't have an energy to move. So they, you end up in the hospital and they do the blood transfusion. And then you spend another month lying on the couch because this is as far as you can go from the bed to the couch in your living room to the kitchen bathroom. That's it. Forget about walking. And for me, it was super painful, super not comfortable. And then slowly, 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 you are able to read a simple text. You can focus on something. And for me, I was focusing on what I could focus on. Even if I couldn't open my laptop, the thing was, I had my room prepared with the computer screens and everything. I was avoiding this room. I didn't look at the laptop. The moment that I would think about opening the laptop, I would throw up. But thinking about that I'll be doing something IT-related, still continuing, was, was keeping me somehow motivated to, to get better. And then slowly comes the reading, slowly comes down. TV was the last one. Like I couldn't watch any movie and nothing, everything. 15 seconds, you feel dizzy. It starts to hurt your head. And then over the time, I started to read like the life after life, uh, meditation, then Dolores Cannon, for example, the past lives and all those stuff that I'm also very interested in, uh, angels, uh, What's happening after death and so on the spiritual side took part was this super super strong like like there is some kind of a magic energy and even if i would die i i'm not worried because i'll be in form of the energy that's exciting so again i got excited about this part so 
and, and all together, I was getting slowly, slowly energy back. But in my world, I thought that one month, okay, two months, two months, I'm walking, working, full of energy, going back to the gym, doing swimming, cycling, motorcycles, and so on. And it didn't happen. And you cannot, even now, I have my hands are getting numb. So I'm losing the senses. I can feel, I can type, I can do the IT stuff. But there are some problems with nerves. My legs are, my feet are numb as well. So there's this. I call it special effects, but they are like side effects. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but very quickly after that, I wasn't able to do a lot of things. And then even walking to the tree outside and coming back was a my God, this was just like adventure to Himalayas. Slow, painful, but well, I should do it. And then over the time, over the time, over the time, uh, you learn to relax. And I got the sessions from the psychiatrist, so psychologist, because I got so depressed that some of the things were still in my head. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, continue what I was doing. There's nothing exciting in the world. Like, it probably will stay forever like this. How I feel, I'll be able to start anything or continue with anything. So what's the point of living? And so on and so on. But even that I feel sick, even that I take the books, I'm reading, I'm writing and everything. And then I feel pain in my head. So I force myself to do it. And then I have one session with a psychologist and she told me, Jacob, is there like any day that you can do nothing? And I'm like, no. Like I need to do something because if I don't do it, I feel that I'm losing the time here on this planet and I'm not productive. And she's like, yeah, but maybe your body needs to rest. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'll rest five minutes and then I'll continue. And she's like, no. Like, if you could do the exercise and, for example, for one day do nothing, just rest and see how it feels. So the next day I started doing this. It was the worst thing that I ever tried. I couldn't. I managed to do it somehow, but it was the worst thing and the most painful thing. Like, how you can lay down and rest and just stare and like, I couldn't. And then she told me, just go outside, maybe stare at the tree for some time. So I did it. I went outside and I spent one hour, 45 minutes sitting on the bench and staring at one tree. The funny thing, after one hour, I started to enjoy it. Why? Because there were people around walking, sitting, doing other things. It was in a sitting tour in Denmark. Uh, but, but then, I started to feel like some pressure and stress is like melting and falling down. And I started to feel good because I didn't plan. I didn't think what I need to do next. I didn't think what emails I have to reply, what software I have to build, what I have to go, what I will be eating, all those things. Like I was just sitting there being present and then I didn't care about anything, just staring at the tree and looking at that tree and just like feeling relaxed, you know, it was very, very nice. And from there also it started that uh, this, whenever you feel that you're exhausted and tired, just take rest. Just listen to your body as well. I am doing this 50-50. 50 I'm pushing. I, I feel tired. I feel exhausted. But 
one hour more and I'll finish this. Half an hour, I'll have it done. And sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it because I know what's happened next. I'll push one hour, so I'll push two hours. Then I'll push three hours, and then the next day I'll do the same, the next day the same, the next day the same, and the last day is the day that I wake up and I don't want to do anything all that because I am exhausted, burned out, and I don't have energy for this. So that's why I, I keep this in mind. So, uh, so this was like a long explanation. And what happened now is that before the cancer, I was thinking about things that I want to do. And I was over planning, overthinking, and then being scared. I think the huge factor was fear. I was, I was afraid of losing money. I was afraid of making mistakes. I was afraid of, uh, of doing something wrong. And then sometimes of those things were never happened. They, they never happened. Because I was like, I'll take you go to Sicily. Ooh, you never been there. Is it safe? Uh, how much money it cost? And you got work as well. So how you combine it? Oh, too many things. You know, yeah, I will skip it. I will skip it. And maybe in the future, you know, during the holidays, I will go. One day, one day. Exactly. But after the cancer, when I did it, I was like, I want to go there. And I just booked the flight and I went there. I was like, wow, you can really live the night where you make the decision, hopefully good one, and you just stick to it and you just do it straight away, you know? And then you'll make five decisions, four are good, one is bad, but still you can, can change it later on. And you progress somehow, you progress towards your happiness. But if you just sit, think, plan, then sometimes those things are never happening. So after the cancer, my body needs more, like physically, it needs some treatment. <laughs> Uh, but now I have an excuse if I will go to a spa or something like this, or I will go, you know, to a nice place. It's it's my recovery. Uh, but and but mentally, this is interesting. And I discovered this. I didn't read about this anywhere. I didn't hear it anywhere. It's based on exactly my experience. If you will go through very very painful hard time that will crush you, and you will manage to survive it. Then later on, whatever is happening doesn't have that much impact. So mentally, it gives you a lot of power to do things because you're not afraid anymore. And what's happening when the fear is going away? So when the fear is going away, you do exactly what you want to do and what your heart is telling you to do. And when the mind is not interfering with this, then you are exactly aligned with the universe and with your energy and you do what you're supposed to do on this planet because there is no interference. And that's where the power comes. And this is what's changed after the cancer. Before, total chaos. I'm not saying that now I'm super organized. No, I'm also chaotic. I do a lot of things that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> you have more focus, no? It's, it's about focus. You are more the focus, the, fo the focus is one thing. I get distracted. I would say that I was, I could be diagnosed with ADHD. That was psychologist told me this. No, no. So, I, I mean, but... focus in the sense of focus on what you want for your life. Ah, at the beginning, I wasn't sure. It was just yeah, it's it's a business, it's, it's IT and all this stuff. But now there is this like there is a meaning in this. So when I see it and visualize this, I already live it. I, I, I have it in my head. It's already happening. 
I'm already there. I already have this business. I'm already working with the people. I'm really helping them. Not, not because I'm earning money on this. I, I'm making this successful business. No, because I do what I love and this helps them. So I see it. And this is that thing that was that meaning, that sense, that goal, uh, that focus was missing before. It was like, now it's more like it's aligned, you know? Uh, and it's not easy, you know. Sometimes I get distracted, and my focus goes completely out of the blue. And the next day, I'm like, "Oh my god, I just just wasted the whole day." Or I'm like, "Oh, interesting training. That's interesting." So I sign up. I just see something, bam, bam, bam. Okay, bam. let's watch it, you know. And then uh, even today's conversation with, with with my dad, he was just reminding me to focus on what you do. You are supposed to do. building development. Not another training, but I love to learn, you know. So, but it's uh, but, but it's about this, it's about it's about this, this this focus. And I think over the time, when you have this peace, some kind of a peace, like there can be some things that we have in our life, but I don't know. You, we we can go somewhere for five, ten minutes or fifteen minutes and really, really, really switch off our head, like completely, completely. Yeah, you are like, just imagine that in 15 minutes you will die. Mm-hmm. You have 15 minutes for yourself. It doesn't matter what you would do. You are gone. So no one cares. You don't care what you would do, what you would think. It doesn't matter. So you are in that zone where it's, everything is empty. You are empty. Your head is empty. Everything is empty. And then, and then, and then you're like, no, okay. And on the next level, when I will go there, I can choose one thing that I would like to do. Yeah. So you think, like, okay, what is this one thing that I would like to do if I have all the freedom in the universe? And then one thing comes to your head, but you're because you're quiet, and that thing is what we can focus after that fifteen minutes passes because we've got the gift that we live, and we don't go anywhere. But if we are in the busy, noisy world. Then we hear to other people, we listen, we watch, we saw something on YouTube, we heard someone, oh, this is what I should be doing. It's not you. But if, if we will get to this point, it can be like for me, it was, it came naturally, you know, and still it might evolve, you know, it might be something related more to trainings and talking to people directly, there's interactions, or it might be a software or maybe something, something that is evolving, you know, but this is where I know where I want to go. I knew it for a long time, but now it's more clear. And for other person, it might be, you know, I'll do the meditation, I'll quiet myself, and then at the end, you know, I will say a prayer and ask the universe to show me what I should be doing here. Or, but you need to ask it with hunger. Like, you need to, like, I cannot leave without an answer, you know, but please help me to show me the, the, the power. Because then when we do what we are meant to do on this planet, we, we are happy here and we'll be happy wherever we go after. Or it will come back because we didn't do something and we need to do the homework. Yeah. So, I, and, then, and then if you do something that you enjoy, then your mind is not full of electrical shocks that you spread unconsciously onto others around you, but you spread the positive vibrations. And then they spread it more. And then you create this environment. Every time I wake up, it's a positive thing. It's raining like hell. It's cold, but 
oh, that lady smiled at me. The guy called, he was happy. Oh, customer service. Oh, they were really nice. They solved my problem in five seconds. And then you are like, those things make me happy because I was happy. But if I'm waking up... Choose to be happy. But if I'm waking up exhausted and tired, Mm -hmm. I'll drink a few coffees. I'm like this. I'm stressed. And then I'm calling someone and I'm like, oh my God, you know, it took them like half an hour, something that could take five minutes. Oh, that email. Oh, again, something broke down. And there's this avalanche. But if we change our mindset, then suddenly all those things are changing. Wow. And then even when you read when, even when you read an email, if there's we can do this example this exercise, which I came up right now, it's a new example. So there is a sentence, you know, that normally would make you angry. Read it when you're in the state of mind that you are relaxed. You are excited, you are positive. Read it, how it will make you feel and what actions you will take. And read it when you are super angry, tired, exhausted, and you would like to quit everything, for example, and then read that sentence. Now, the same sentence read with two different mindsets will have completely different outcome from your side. And I think that this is also for myself uh, to, to, to remember from this. Uh, don't get yourself to the point when you'll be exhausted. Uh, treat other people like you would like to be treated. If you want to do this exercise of for one month, whoever you'll be talking to, imagine that they are the most important and the only person that left on the planet. The whole people are gone. It's only you and that person. So how do you treat that person? Even when it's an asshole, completely different. How do people will treat you? But the funny thing, will the life will change or will it be the same? And the funny thing is that the life will change itself. It will start changing and it will give you opportunities that you will never dream of. And this is a magic thing that, you know, it's, it's happening. It's also, I think it's related to maybe some vibrations, some energy fields or this magical things, because it works somehow that we are connected. There's like one consciousness, we are connected on the energy level that even we don't see it. Our eyes are too primitive and our hearing is also, but there is some energy level. So if we vibrate on high level, high frequency, like the radio or TV, they have all their own frequency. So even those vibrations are coming out from us and going to other people and then coming back. But what's coming back is also positive. But if there is a negative vibration, that the negative vibration can be amplified to even more negative vibration. And unfortunately, it's like a grenade. You throw at someone, it will explode, it will hit them, and then it will hit Chain you, reaction. but twice harder. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so it's important to stay in that you know. Waking up, being in a positive zone, uh, being, being, being more or less aligned with there's everything that is, some of the things are important, some things are less important, but there's one thing that is very important for me and I focus there. Uh, and then you create, also like we can create the life. The, the difference between here and in the afterlife is like, here we have the physicality and we are the creators and we can change things, we can create things, we can, we can abandon things. 
but uh, it comes down to taking, making a decision and then taking an action. And a lot of people that I see around that they are sad, they're depressed, they're demotivated, they're angry and all this stuff. Uh, but if you look closer to their life, what actions did they make to change it? Almost zero. Or they tried once and they quit it because it's not worth it. So it's, it comes down to you where you want to be in your life and how much work and effort you are going to and willing to spend. It's a lot of a lot of wisdom. Listen. In one day, maybe there'll be a book. <laughs> maybe even one book. But let me ask you this just to close. Yes. One word that basing everything that you told and all that uh, life-changing experience work towards your life and your expectation and the way you enjoy life because you mentioned two things really important like being present right and mm -hmm. yes. and uh, the appetite for life and that's that element <laughs> in one word what is the word for this year and for the upcoming years of your life Never give up. Live as you want to live. Do everything what you want to do. Don't hurt other people. Unite people. Uh, and believe that even difficult and hard things are able to achieve if you keep the caucus and you are consistent. It's a lot of words, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the first, the first, the first. To be honest, the first, the first quote that came to came to my head was uh, was uh, something that Tony Robbins is saying: that live with passion, you know. And I would say this: I would close it into live with passion, you know. Be excited, be excited, be happy, you know. Sometimes give a fuck about you know the rest and and, and about the, the the crisis, about the war, about other things, you know. If you look closer. The things are not that bad, but the media will show them they are extremely bad. Mm. But you can still be excited. You can still be happy. You know. For example, I saw what's happening right now in the IT industry with the investment. There was a war. There was a crisis. But I'm getting so many informations about the companies that are investing and the angel investors and new startups that every day there are new startups, new companies. Every day. It's not like every week, every month. Every day. So to be honest, like and the people are finding finding other people who are investing in those things and they are doing things together. So to be honest, but the media are showing that you know there is a problem, there is you know the inflation and all this stuff. Yes, but does it mean that you know you cannot now wake up and be excited that you know the world will be better in the future? There's you always know, opportunities. There's always opportunities exactly. right there. Yeah. So yes. passion and belief. Yes. We we stick Thank to two words. Passion and belief. Yeah, passion and belief, and in small letters, consistency, because without that, you can forget about that. Because I'm very passionate at the beginning, usually. I have a lot of energy at the beginning, but later on. Consistency do... is key for success and happiness. Yeah. Bro, it was a huge pleasure. I'm glad we had this conversation. As I told you. Thank you. I love you. I will. I am really inspired by by this chapter of your life. No matter how, how painful it was, it had a positive impact on people around you. I hope that more people will listen to this. 
and we'll see this and we'll relate that I love that even refresher approach or more fresh approach towards life and what really matters. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was fun. It was fun. And to be honest, I hope that uh, for some people it might be very useful. And if they will apply some of the things, they will see how many positive elements will start to manifest in their life, especially when they forget about this. And then one day they wake up and they're like, oh, wow. It's because I did the small thing. It was just doing the small thing. One millimeter change can make a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you. 